Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Trainer Feed. My name is Jacques Lagerre. I'm here with my other hosts, David Bravo. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm your other host. Why <laughs> an angel Sanchez is my other host? <laughs> His other hey, other up? host. What my other good host, as I messed that up last time. Wow. I think you said other good host or other good coach or something. No, oh. last time I said I introduced David, then I introduced Angel and said, and here's Angel, my other, my my good coach, as if to say like David wasn't a good coach. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? Are you good? Good. Good. Here on this afternoon. Good. So something I wanted to talk about was strategies with nutrition when going out or going to uh events facilities days out when you know it's going to be a challenge and these are conversations i have quite frequently with clients on forecasting because often you can re recap with a client they've gone somewhere and you know you know how the food is and it just hasn't been a successful day in terms of them trying to stay on a certain level of eating you know to help them towards their goals you know so for example uh, if I have a client that has an event every Monday night, he knows he's going to a specific restaurant, but okay. So, you know, you're going to be there every Monday night. What are we going to do to best prepare ourselves before we go there? Or once we're there, what we know where the menu is, you know? So what are some of our, I mean, I've got a couple of thoughts and, and stories, but like when we speak about those scenarios, what comes to mind of you guys, or do you have stories to share? Um, I tell my client to just keep an eye out on the, the portions and also to maybe add another serving of greens or something like that, you know, or maybe uh, if there is an option to have something or have an, a green other than like, uh, like, you know, some places, Hey, do you want fries with that? You know, like if you really can't, if you really need the fries, get the fries but also get the get the greens, you know, and maybe, you know, portion it out with the fries because it's really hard to take something out of somebody's lifestyle and diet cold turkey, you know, and if you do take it out cold turkey, it's going to you feel like shit and it's going to and it's more likely to, to I don't want to say relapse. <laughs> like it'll be more likely that you're going to end up feeling shitty about yourself and then you're going to beat yourself down about it. And we don't need that. You know, and it's all about finding good habits and having a better relationship with what you're eating in general. No, that's, I, I think that's a good point because as you mentioned, taking, if someone likes something, understanding that it's important to them or having that in their life is a, as a consistent occurrence is this is most realistic of it if anything yeah and understanding in the future they'll find out that maybe some other food is better at fueling yourself than yeah and the the fries example though i like that when you said because i've used that example where all right you're gonna get the fries okay for every, and if you were hungry for extra hot for extra for every extra half serving of fries pair it with half a serving of greens so yes you're gonna have a little bit more of your fries but at least you're going to consume the greens with it that's some conversation i've had but I don't want to interject to what you were about to say, Angel. Yeah, I think um, for me, it depends on what. I don't have a hundred, like a lot of people asking for that specific scenario. In fact, 
I don't have anybody asking for that specific scenario. However, no, I know it like is fries. like going out to eat and trying to figure out how to manage that. Um, we haven't had those conversations, whether it's, you know, because they don't struggle with it or because they are not prepared to talk about it. You know, I, I don't, I don't know what the deal is there, but I haven't necessarily had that situation. But if that situation were to arise, I would just focus on what the area of opportunity is for that client and try to have some strategies surrounding that so for example if the area of opportunity is um let's say portion size i would focus on things surrounding portion size with them so something that's going to uh like maybe choosing beforehand this is what you're going to um eat before you get there and then when you get there then you can kind of do what you want um, so if you're going to a place and you're saying to yourself, oh no, I'm going to eat one of everything on this menu and because I can afford it, uh, financially and I want it, um, and they're struggling with that. Maybe I'll say, you know what, maybe before we get there, let's have a salad. And then after having that salad, see what you have the capacity for afterwards, um, that might be one strategy for somebody who's over-consuming. Uh, if the issue is more choice and choosing which foods to eat, then we can develop some strategies around understanding a menu and focusing on things that are either high protein or high in fiber, something that you're going to get a uh, more of a nutritional benefit because all foods have nutritional benefit, um, but more of nutritional benefit for their goals and um, then strategizing around that. So, you know, I, I think it depends on what the person's area of opportunity is, even hydration, right? They're, they're not hydrating. Then you can say, for example, we're going to have some seltzer or we're going to drink water before we get there. Or if it's alcohol consumption, trying to have something around that. So yeah, it depends on what the actual area of opportunity is and just trying to develop strategies around that. I liked how you spoke about consuming something before you go and then seeing your capacity because that was something that i i broached as conversation as subjects where if someone someone's going somewhere and eating a little bit of something they know that they've made themselves or that they have or that they know the full um that they just have a home you mentioned a salad or with water drinking right and I use the example of someone when they go to say the U S open, cause that's something I went to recently where I know the food options. I know they're limited, although they did have lost tacos there this year, which was quite, a, quite a pleasant surprise. You've, have you had them, David? No. So is lost tacos. Number one, have you had that before? No, I hear they're like the best tacos in the world. They're like really good. And this year at the open. So, you know, the first in New York, in New York, in New York, <laughs> Maybe yeah. not in, maybe not in the maybe in the not from country. Tijuana. Tijuana, but yo, Tijuana, yo, those are pretty. They, anyway, they taste pretty authentic. But anyway, so the strategy was, um, you know, you go in there, you know, you're gonna have it's it's a lot of fried food there, for example. So eat as much as you can at home before you go there, so that as you said, you have less capacity to eat the food that's there, and you just know. And I think that's just something that is 
uh, a, a thing worth thinking about as well when you can um, control what you have at home before you go out, whether it's consuming the the food or the drink at home before you go somewhere else. I think that's just a key thing to to factor in because we can all admit that our self-control is so much stronger when we aren't hungry, when we aren't thirsty. The moment you're hungry, it's a lot harder. For some people, it might just be the same, but I think I speak for a lot of people when I say it's a lot harder to make the right, not even the right choices, but the choices that are more beneficial for us. So that's just kind of where I landed on. I was thinking, and the conversations I've had with people kind of similar to what you both just mentioned, you know where the outcome is going to be, where you're going to be in terms of what the food option is going to be. Hey, David, we went to your uh, birthday thing, right? The go-karting? Yeah. I just assumed it was going to be fried food there. And I made sure I ate a meal right before we left because I know if I'm hungry, I'm going to want up fries or hot dog, whatever. And I know that where I'm trying to walk on right now, I just need to be eating more vegetables and rice. That's just what I'm personally walking towards. Mm-hmm. And I figure that might be harder to find there and um i didn't even find a fucking food area there i think there was food in the area but i think it was fries burgers and hot dogs and so that was just that was just something i thought all right let me just eat before i go and you know those are some of the tactics i share with clients but it's not always easy you know this if people have kids that changes everything because you can't just go feed yourself and not your family (laughs) it doesn't work like that but uh kids i'm finished eating (laughs) Kind of. It might be like that. <laughs> Damn. No, I'm joking. But there's just things I thought I would share because it's not easy. But if you, again, if you know what your outcome and what your scenario is that you have to work with, you can't, that's just the thing that kind of not upsets me, but I think as people or as coaches, we need to do better at communicating the sense of if you're going to a party tomorrow night, right? Or Churrascaria, when we went down there the other month, now, if we went back, we know how it is. We know the setup. We know how it all is, right? We wouldn't go if we weren't there on an empty stomach. We would we would eat half 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 the restaurant, right? But if you weren't there full, I think it's fair to say we're eating less. But I just think it's something that came to my mind was if you wanted to make change. Yes, it's it's, it's everyone is at their own pace, but help yourself for success by just being honest and accountable with yourself. If you know somewhere is going to be more challenging help yourself with that prepar- preparation prior to being there or going there. Just things I think that can just help you. And it's not perfect, but if you do the little things, you know, uh, look at the menu beforehand, it can be big as well. Because if you know there's something on there that can be difficult for you to control, if you can kind of see your alternative, something you can do and mix it up with, just strategies I think that can, can help you go a long way. Sounds good. David, didn't you have uh, something that was oh, yeah. uh, that you wanted to so talk about? I read, yeah, I read an article. Now that we're talking about nutrition, I read an article in the New York Times yesterday about metabolism. And I think we a lot of us here have heard that statement that your metabolism slows down as you get older. But, but with the study who uh, – let me see, the, the author. So the author of the study oh, – actually, the author of the story in the New York Times was Kim Tingley. But the author of the uh, paper was from Duke University. His name is Herman Ponzer. And they looked at, you know, many studies and said that basically between the age of 20 and 60, your metabolism stays steady. It stays 
it doesn't go up, it doesn't go down. What happened is your your metabolism is at its highest, I think, around your teenage years, or maybe even a little below that. But then, and when you're born, it's not even that high. And I I was kind of shocked saying shit. You you would think that a baby would need a very very fast metabolism, you know, as it gets as it gets bigger. But that whole notion of oh shit, by the time I'm twenty twenty one. 25 or 30 my metabolism is gonna be shit and i can't you know eat certain things or i have to work out a new way or i have to keep everything up kind of goes out the out the window you know but the, the thing about this study that did that did kind of get me off guard and it's a question that now i have more of is that we they still don't know what is the switch like what is the thing that happens by the time you're 20 what's the thing that happens by the time you're 50 or 60 that says okay now we're changing your metabolism like now this is what is going to start happening instead of having a whatever type of metabolism you have, you know? Um, and also there's a lot more area of opportunity to study genetics, lifestyle, illness that you may have that could definitely, you know, play a role in how your metabolism is. It's pretty cool. We'll also put, I'll also try to put that, uh, put that article on the website. So if you guys are interested. Yeah, I saw that, um, one of them that you had sent us was, uh, uh, like you need to subscribe to New York Times. Oh nah. I know. I feel that way with. Uh, I'll, I'll Apple send it. News. I'll send a free gift. Hey. I'm able to do that. It's weird because I got the New York Times subscription for like a dollar a month. It's pretty cool. Damn. But only online. I should probably do that. No. Mine is a dollar a week. What the? <laughs> oh, that's mine. Sorry, that's mine. A dollar a week. My bad. Oh, okay, I was like, they got some the, little. You got the special limited. I got time the black box. <laughs> Oh man, we can't get a promo code. Yo, um, New York Times, shout out. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What was I gonna say? I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, there. Uh, once we figure out, once science figures out, it's probably hormonal, but what that trigger is and how the response happens and how it affects different populations, I think that that's going to be another billion dollar industry right there. I mean, it'll be. Um, underneath the fitness industry, which is, you know, super lucrative. But um, I feel like a lot of people will want to figure that out and learn more and try to tap in because you're right. Like if um, when you're younger, your metabolism is firing at a rate that you, that nobody can comprehend. You see the food going into these kids and you see that how they look and you're like, how? But um, if we start to figure that out later down the road, we might be able to you know, have more longevity with that faster metabolism if we want, if we want that, you know? I think that's a good, I do think that's a good, I'll have to read the study too, because I think people often latch onto that as their reason for their, for a decline or struggle to promote the results they're wanting to see. And I think it, it kind of, I don't think it's, I, I'm just generalizing, but I'm thinking it, it can almost be thrown into that conversation of carbs are bad oh man i just want to smash my head on the table when i hear someone say oh but i'm not eating carbs i just so going down a rabbit hole i'm going to rabbit hole but I just you i'm are. just like it's not <laughs> that was a straight that's mental. not yeah that was a real no but the point i'm trying to say is that when someone just when that assumption is made that that's why progress is not being is not it's not being observed well like i saw someone post this other day saying when i uh, someone comes up to you and says, I've been in a caloric deficit for two weeks or two years and haven't seen a change. Two and the response, years. 
Oh, I think it was two weeks or two months. I think it was. I don't think it's two years. A that was big a very difference. Long time. Two weeks yeah. to two years. Okay, my bad. I think it was two. I just think it was longer than two weeks. I think it was two months. And anyway, the response underneath was saying, "Well, no, you weren't. If you were, you would have seen a change. That's the science of it. The science of it is you would have seen a, a decrease in weight because that just sounds as though you haven't you haven't totally been honest." In the sense that, all right, you may have been in one for a week here, but then been a surplus the other week. So to to the argument saying that you can't just stick it on. But that's kind of where I was going with my earlier conversation was when someone, I know genetics can be a real crapshoot with how you, what which ones you inherit. But I just think sometimes you need to take, there's sometimes just a lack of accountability. Like if something you want to promote change, it's like, Yes, as fact as you can't change, but as long as you're doing everything in your power to, you know, walk towards where you're walking. Again, yeah, another rubber hole, but no, I think that that's a good point. Um, but to play devil's advocate with the people who uh, were in a caloric deficit for two weeks um, or two months and didn't see change, you can also make the argument that the like maybe they weren't being truthful, but the industry is not all that truthful either mm. and they try to make it seem like things are good for you and things are low calorie or low fat or low whatever and then people take that as their guidance um, even sometimes just looking into serving sizes i've messed that up a couple of times where i read the box and i'm like oh this is one serving and then i'm just like wait a minute no it's not this is 10 servings and then i realize you know, the caloric, you know, I do the math pretty much. And I say, all right, this was a lot more calories than I thought it would be. Um, so, and then also to that point, when you go out to restaurants, not all places have the calories listed for the item that you're ordering. And then that could lead to a false um, assumption of what you're consuming. So there's a lot of little things in that front too, where yes, I think everybody has to take responsibility. Like, the person who's trying to be nutritionally whatever they're trying to have this certain goal but i think that the industry could do uh, a lot with it too um that we all have that responsibility we all share that responsibility so i don't like people feeling guilty about what they eat because a lot of the times people say that you know oh i didn't deserve this or oh you know, I didn't work up to this and I need this workout to crush me because I'm going to go out and binge drink after. And I'm like, damn, if this is how you treat your other relationships, this is just the relationship with food. This is how you treat your other relationships. Then, uh, your life is quite interesting. So I don't know. There's a lot of things to stress out about. Yeah, that's that for sure. Be one. All right, wrap it up. Wrap it up here. David, send us off. All right, guys. Well, that was it for today's episode. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please feel free to slide into any one of our DMs. Mostly David's, though. Except mine. Yeah. Go for David. Just fine. Just fine. Just slide into mine. Um, well, thanks, guys. And we'll catch you guys next week. Later. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.